Hey guys, I'm Sonny Drinkwater, co-founder of WellEasy. Welcome back to the Drinkwater Diary, where every week I give you, the ambitious thinker, actionable insights from my personal life in order to help you take action, think better, and live truthfully. Whether you're building a business, starting a podcast, a side hustle, or just starting something new. In today's episode, I'm talking about five differences that I've seen between those people that do and those people that say. This is a question I often get asked a lot, and to be honest, it's something that I grew up thinking a hell of a lot about. In fact, I first started this show during university to delve into this exact question. So without further ado, here's the first episode of my new series. So the first thing I've seen in people that build things as opposed to kind of saying or having ideas and not really doing much about them is being resourceful. Start small, but think big. Too often today, we get so bombarded or overwhelmed by the size of the thing that we're thinking about. The idea that, you know, in five years time, we're going to have a X million pound business or we're going to be at, you know, 400,000 followers on Instagram. We get far too overwhelmed with the end result. And forget that every day we can be doing something that, that works towards that same exact thing. And the people that I've seen that go on to do things and, and expand their passions or execute on what they're doing is purely because they don't get too obsessed with that end result. They focus on the daily tasks or the daily things they can do that moves them closer towards that end result and that end goal without thinking too much about, you know, oh my God, is this going to happen in five years time for me? Every day they get on with the small mundane things that can work and they plan out what those things are. The benefit of the world we live in today is that there are so many resources around us for us to get started on these things. To start this podcast, I bought a Yeti microphone on Amazon, downloaded the Audacity software, which I'm recording on now, and just got going, just started speaking. Even with SnackSess or WellEasy, it all started by just ordering boxes and ordering products that go into those boxes. With SnackSess, we found HR people on LinkedIn, we messaged them day in, day out. It took us a long, long time to build it up. But it was really, really simple and we kept it simple. Of course, there were times when we thought about how big a business could be or even now with WellEasy, we're like, you know, oh, wow, amazing, in four or five years' times, it could be, you know, a huge thing for us. But that doesn't stop that today we need to get our marketing right. We need to find new members. This is the place we're going to find them and how we're going to build on that. Don't dwell too much on the end result because there's so many small things that make up to that. And the best example I've seen to put it in perspective is if you go over to Joe Wicks's Instagram, he's got an amazing video on there where he talks about his 10 year overnight success. And he shows the videos from early on where he had a, had a cart behind his bike that he used to take with all the equipment where he used to do his PT sessions to the local park. And he'd take that with him and he'd do those in the evenings. And we're in a, such a fortunate position today that we've got a, it's, it's such a good position to be in where whether you're working a nine to five job or you're doing anything else, you know, you can come in in the evenings now and there are so many tools at your disposal to start and, and kind of work on these side passions and these side hobbies that, that you really, you know, you really care about. Um, and it's such a good time to live in. So be resourceful. Don't think too much about the end result and just do something every day that brings it to life. So the second trait that I've seen in people that do more so than say uh, and this is by no means, you know, that these aren't all of the traits that exist out there. These are just things that I've witnessed in, in sort of what I'm around and the people I'm around. Is the ability to think deeply, but work constructively. T- 
today more than ever, we're sort of bombarded or we've got so much information around us about thinking deeply, whether it's a, you know, you've seen one of those quotes that is on Instagram or a tweet that goes out or even the latest book that comes out. And, you know, everyone today is releasing books and, and putting information out there, which is an amazing thing. It's brilliant to think deeply. I would always encourage that to everyone. It, it, it's a great level of self-awareness. It challenges your, your sort of preconceived ideas um, and really installs sort of humility to know that whatever you think isn't necessarily right, i.e. even the things I'm sharing on this podcast may not be right and I may I may change my mind in two, three years time, but these are just things that I'm, I'm learning sort of day in, day out. The difference between those that do and those that say is that they think deeply, but they work constructively. So the things that they think about are going towards something that they're working on, whether that's a piece of uni work, whether that's a side hustle, whether that's a new business, whether that's just improving in a relationship, a friendship, or, or, or just your life in general around you. Whatever they're sort of reading or thinking or doing and thinking deeply about works towards something that they're aiming towards. Without that aim, thinking deeply is great to challenge your thoughts and challenge your perspectives, but it's also a very good channel in a proactive sense if you can channel it towards something that you're working on. That's one thing that I've seen a lot of people that think deeply do. And this is why I think today there is so much reading and knowledge out there, whether it's you know, Steve Bartlett, all the other people that are sharing stuff that, that we're all kind of listening to and watching today. Um, for me, people like Jordan Peterson, etc. It's, it's great to challenge your views and challenge what you're thinking. Um, but it, it's got to be done in a way that, that kind of pushes you towards something that you're working on. So the third trait that I've seen a lot of people express that go on to kind of do stuff or be productive or, you know, switch from the idea to, to actually creating it uh, is optimism. Optimism is, you know, it's such a an ingrained thing for some people. For other people, it's not necessarily the, the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, and it's not something that, you know, especially in a team dynamic, right? You, you need that balance of people that are optimistic, people that are realistic. And it's a great balance because somewhere in the middle of that, you get you get to truth more often than not, um, which is obviously the best place to be. But that doesn't go without saying that optimism is a big, big driving force behind why people do the things they do. There's a, there's a huge amount of risk in starting something new, whether that's a book, whether that's a podcast, you know, whether you're worrying about what other people are going to think or whether you're worrying about the failure side of it, there's an enormous risk and it takes time out of your day. And if nothing comes off from it, then obviously that's a, that's a huge risk and a, and a huge failure um, in some people's eyes. But where the optimists come in is that they don't see it as a failure. You know, for example, as, as sad as I would be if Wellesley sort of failed tomorrow, um, we've learned a ton. And the whole way through, you know, Josh and I have been documenting the things we've learned. We've saved the documents of, of you know, that an agency might have built for us and, and, and understanding the whole processes that go along with building a business. So that next time we come back, like we'll do it better. Um, and that's that's sort of the way we look at it. Um, and it's, you know, there's, 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 you can definitely have a, an over inflated level of optimism. You know, you never want to be that person that in every situation is like, oh, it's just going to be fine, just going to be fine. And they don't work, they don't do anything about it. You've got to be proactive. But at its core, being optimistic about the things you're going to learn or the things that a new opportunity is going to bring you. Um, and just looking at it that, yes, there's risk, yes, there's a chance of failure, but just being optimistic and open-minded to, to, the, to the other things of that. Because I will, I will tell you, you know, firsthand that in every single thing that you think is like the worst thing in the world, there's always something positive that can come out of it. Um, and, and throughout life, you, you, you'll see more and more people that, that sort of express that. And in my short 23 years, I, you know, I've seen that firsthand that there's, there's always a benefit of, of the things that go on. Um, so being optimistic is a, is a huge channel and driving force behind a lot of people that switch from an idea or something they want to do to actually going to do it.
Now, number four is understanding your motivation. If your motivation for something is purely on what other people are going to think or you know how you're going to be perceived or how you're going to be judged, if it's solely relying on that, it's going to be very, very short-lived and your kind of your intentions are not set in the right place. With most things, I'd always say, you know, no one is ever a hundred percent certain that, that something's gonna work or what they do is 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 gonna come off, right? You know, when we launched Snackcess or Well Easy or when I've when I've done things in the past, and I know it's the same for, for Josh and, and the other people I've been around, you know, you know firsthand that there's there's obviously a high chance of failure, right? Like there is always gonna be that chance there. And aside from being optimistic, as I mentioned in the last point, it's very important that you have an understanding of sort of where your motivations and care for the thing itself comes from. I like to think of this in my head as a bit of analogy is like you're pushing yourself towards something and that might equate for say 70% of the outcome but that other 30% comes from the pull factor of the thing itself. How passionate and how enthusiastic are you about the thing that you're going to work on? It has to be a, you know an ingrained thing. Um, and I'm not I'm not the biggest advocate of, of passion, you know, or, or following your passions. Like I think that's a it's a hard thing to do, right? And I've, I've, I will share views on this in in, in another podcast episode that, that I share. Um, but I think you've got to be doing something that at least to you know to a very good degree or good level is something that intrinsically motivates you. Something that you you wake up every day um, and you feel passionate about. Whether that's you know whether that's helping people, whether that's sharing knowledge whether that's starting a youtube series as i say or just having fun and, and just finding a new way to do it you know if you've got into crypto recently or if you've got into nfts or if you just want to make cards or, or birthday cards etc that's absolutely fine but you've got to really care for, for the thing itself in order for it to kind of pull you that much you know we live in a world today where and I'm, I'm at fault for it as well so many people are like we look around and, and god yeah i'd love to be an influencer i'd love to to be a fitness influencer i'd love to be a, a pt or i'd love to you know start your own business etc there's so many things around us and it's great you know it looks great from the outside but the thing that you're going to sort of take up and do or the thing that you're thinking about but not quite sure whether to do um it largely comes down to how big that pull factor of the thing itself is and that's what keeps you motivated for us or for me personally like to say that half of the things I do is not also you know there's always going to be some sort of extrinsic level of motivation this is why I don't agree with, with some of the things that, that people share where they try to say it's not they don't care about how the people view them you're only human you're always going to care about these things but building well easy and and the mission that we have to to make accessibility to healthy living available for everyone you know that's that's such a big driving force behind everything that we're doing and i'm not saying that's right or wrong i've got plenty of friends that have built a business purely for the sake of loving building things and creating things and building something that the market values right and the market determines um, and that's largely where passion comes from but for us you know having that mission that's enough of a pull that josh and i know that you know most days even lately we've we've been struggling with, with the business itself there's been a few things we, we've struggled with internally um but it pulls us through and, and you need that sort of 30% or you know, 70-30 pull factor um, to really keep you on track and, and get you, you know, over that edge of starting something. And the last trait or personality or, or something that I've just seen in, in people that, that do more so than say um, is what I like to call quiet confidence. This is confidence without self-importance. Kind of sounds like some way of saying you know being humble or, or acting with humility but it doesn't really capture the people that I'm kind of talking about in relation to this point um, being humble is more about sort of not being arrogant or not being proud 
um, being modest in your behavior or your attitude. Um, it's also being aware of your, your own shortcomings, the things you fail at, the things you're not that good at. That's, that's humility and that's a great trait to have. But in the people that I've seen that go on to be actionable in the things they do and to, to really kind of start to build those things, um, they seem to have a level of confidence uh, that tends to come with, with trying something new for themselves. They usually, they usually kind of, as I say, they're, they're quietly confident and they believe they're capable of tackling sort of any hurdle, or any challenge that comes their way. And this largely builds from previous achievements, previous success, getting into university, doing well in school, being a high performance athlete, um, or just starting something new that, that kind of builds that level of confidence or previous success, which makes you think that, you know, based on measurement, based on facts, based on internal belief, whatever you do, you're fairly confident something, you know, you can overcome that thing. Josh and I talk about this a lot, and it's something that we're, we're both quite passionate, or we think quite a lot on. And there's no, you know, there's no surprise that most of the people that I've either seen or worked with, or even the people that we've hired here at Well Easy, um, at some point in time, they've been quite high achievers, right? It's, it's, it's that measurement of success internally that helps you have that confidence um, to kind of build. But it also comes without that level of self, self-importance, right? It's the ability to know that despite that level of confidence, there's always a chance for you to learn. You know, what you know is, is, is nowhere near, like it's no more valuable than the person next to you. You're still willing to learn. You care for other people and you care deeply. You're humble about sort of your shortcomings, your flaws, but it doesn't stop you having that internal layer of confidence that's built from sort of previous accolades, achievements, or just overcoming some sort of mental block and barrier in the past. And that is one of the biggest traits I've seen in people that go on to to be proactive and start things or do things in, in what they want to do. So guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. As I say, this is the first one in the series. Um, I'm trying to make these as actionable as I possibly can. Um, If you like the episode, if there's anything you want to feed back on, and by all means, as I said, these are only things that I've seen firsthand. These might not be, you know, the the traits that apply to everyone, and there might be things that I've missed. Of course, that's going to be the case, and I would love to hear it. You know, I would love to hear your views, your feedback, and your thoughts. Um, But if you like the episode, and if you want to hear more, um, and next week I'll share probably my own insights into some of the mental health battles that I've had, um, please subscribe to the podcast, give it a share on social if you can, um, and just give me any feedback that you can. Have an amazing week.